0: Presents Laugh, Literature, and film
1: Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Product. Er, no, we're
0: not. <laughs> no, we're not. We're somewhere else.
1: Not broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios. Instead, in a secret location in the bowels of a high school, it's Laugh, episode 81, a wee laugh for the September 25th weekend. I'm your host, Mr. Two Frames. Joining me as always is the L-Train. How are you, sir?
0: I'm just wonderful. (laughs) Just excited.
1: I like it. I like that we're in this. Hidden location. Right. There are background noises that might help a attentive listener identify where we are in the building.
0: Deep in the bowels.
1: Deep, deep in the bowels.
0: You know, technically, we're not live either. You might have to change your we're broadcasting throats.
1: live. Okay. I always feel like recording live. Yeah, recorded live. <laughs> if there's someone out in the hallway, build.
0: they can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> the custodians will be able to hear our oral show.
1: Yeah, I always wonder what people think when they walk by and hear this going on.
0: They get really scared. I can see them through the window. From my vantage point, I can see them look, looking in, and they get intimidated. Well, maybe that'll happen.
1: There's another hint. Uh, so this is the last weekend in September. A uh, couple of big films coming out. It's an interesting weekend. Everything's starting to heat up. We're over the end of summer slump, and we're starting our march towards award season.
0: There's a lot of movies opening, but it's hard to figure out what the big release is, the major release. Well, it seems like they all have different... Uh, narratives
1: all right so we'll, where would you start this weekend
0: well this movie apparently just was slated to be released this weekend as sort of a surprise move by the studios oh, okay. it was supposedly originally it was going to be limited release i guess they were going to put out sicario for awards consideration and then maybe move it to the spring but then you informed me this morning that it's going wide this weekend
1: Yes, it opened up actually last weekend, but it was only in six theaters, and now they're um, expanding nationwide. This is getting a lot of early awards consideration.
0: It's got a lot of uh, well-respected actors in it. It's directed by Dennis Villeneuve, who did Prisoners, and a movie I liked, uh, Enemy. I don't know if you saw that or not.
1: I didn't see Enemy. I did like Prisoners.
0: Prisoners had a nice feel to it a good tone it's a tonal piece
1: yeah prisoners was probably right outside my top 10 for that year
0: this stars emily blunt we last saw her in edge of tomorrow or live die repeat depending on where you, which copy you get josh brolin's in this and benicio del toro benicio del toro is going to be one of the new uh, villains in the star wars universe
1: he's playing a villain in almost everything is guardians of the galaxy and i like him he's got range uh what's the movie about
0: Uh, Apparently, an idealistic FBI agent is enlisted by an elected government task force to aid in the escalating drug war uh, on the U.S.-Mexico border.
1: Nice. Seems
0: interesting. I wonder what Sicario means.
1: It means hitman in Spanish.
0: Oh, well, wow.
1: So I wonder, (laughs) do they they get turned and become more like hitmen rather than uh, law-abiding agents trying to carry out justice in the American way?
0: I know that... In the in this the year of the woman hero or the heroine, mm-hmm. I told you I've had a heroine addiction all year. <laughs> yeah, that's <a> good one. <laughs> that uh, Emily Blunt is actually allowed to act more feminine in her role mm-hmm. and not just be sort of a replicant of a male. That's a problem a, a lot of people have with action heroes who are female is that they wind up just being, you know, the same thing as a male, doing the same stuff as a male. So, in this case, maybe she's able to show a little bit more range than she did in Edge of Tomorrow, as opposed to just an action hero. She was pretty
1: good in Edge of Tomorrow. She can carry the action. Apparently, she's also on the short list to play Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. uh, Ronda Rousey
0: didn't make the list?
1: uh, That was more of a fan's pick. Apparently, it's between uh, Emily Blunt and Rebecca Ferguson, who we talked a lot about when we did Mm. our Mission Impossible review.
0: I'll hold on my, uh, I'll hedge my bets until I see this movie. And right. I don't know how long it's going to be until I see this movie, but this is a tough time of year, man.
1: Okay. So maybe at the end of the show, we'll get your pick of which of these four movies coming out this weekend that you would go see. All right. All right. Well, the other major release, and I know you've been waiting like I have for a year with bated breath for Eli Roth's newest horror film, uh, The Green Inferno.
0: I think I saw a preview for this more than a year ago.
1: It was supposed to come out last September. The distribution company went bankrupt.
0: So last September would have been t- 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I probably saw the the original trailer for it in like 2013 or 20 maybe even 2012, I don't know.
1: What's impressive is Eli Roth has another film coming out in 2 weeks because he did uh the second film Knock Knock while he was waiting for Green Inferno's uh legal matters to get settled. Bang it's up fine. director, man. Just... Yeah. Uh the Green Inferno is a um reimagining of the horror classic and I use classic loosely, uh, uh Cannibal Holocaust. Um, in this story a group of student activists travels to the Amazon to save the rainforest and soon discover that they are not alone and that no good deed goes unpunished. Apparently they come across a cannibal tribe. hmm You excited about this film?
0: <laughs> no. I wasn't excited about it three years ago when I saw the No? No. I mean I like the Eli Roth as an actor more than as a producer of cinema
1: i i've got mixed emotions i mean eli roth makes brutal films hostile and Hostel 2 are pretty brutal but they're pretty good horror movies um you know if i had to list some of the best horror movies in the last 10 or 15 years that would definitely be on the list um he interests me i'm more interested in knock knock which we'll be talking about october 9th yeah um this one i think is a wait for video well
0: we talked about it on the preview show also you mentioned it was one yeah. year. Picks, I think, one of your top five yeah. picks, right?
1: Um, Yeah. The other thing that interests me, though, in this film is that it stars Lorenza Izzo, and she's also going to star in Knock Knock. She's one of the female leads. Okay. Who uh, does so horrible the to Keanu Reeves?
0: From victim to victor. Yeah. So, all right. Good for her. Who's Ariel Levy? What does she do?
1: I don't know anything um, about her.
0: And Aaron I mean, Burns. So, these are a bunch of kind of no name. Are they friends of Eli Roth? Because he's. He's in that Adam Sandler sort of realm of getting his friends together and traveling to places and No, cutting I think movies. these were
1: just cheap actors that he got who were willing to travel and, and do this be chopped up film. I mean, apparently one of the cast members had a snake dangled in front of her face, and she thought it was a rubber snake. And in fact, it was some horribly poisonous snake. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she only found out about it later. Eli Roth thought the whole thing was hilarious. Huh. so that gives you an idea into his twisted mind hey, he's in
0: the sort of realm of hitchcock
1: oh yeah definitely
0: he's, he's maybe the first time he's been he's been uh compared to hitchcock <laughs> on a podcast on yeah. a legitimate movie podcast all right so if you're not going to go see the green inferno or sicario or maybe in addition to those two movies you could also see hotel transylvania part two <laughs> if you've seen hotel
1: transylvania Which I have not.
0: You might be very confused by this. You might not be able to follow it. This is a movie animated film. I -hmm. don't know who puts it out, though. Is it Illumination
1: Studios? I don't know who's putting this out. DreamWorks,
0: maybe? I don't know. But Dracula and his friends, I suppose his friends are the same people that sort of populate.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The the, uh, classic horror world of vampires, mummies, and werewolves.
0: I was thinking of the classic... Post-cereals. Oh. blueberry, Frankenberry, Fruit brute.
1: <laughs> it's time for the yearly uh, yeah. mention of horror cereal. <laughs> yearly
0: reference. <laughs> Count Chocula. I love that Count Chocula. I,
1: like I did not know that the Hotel Transvania films uh, starred Adam Sandler. Well, I knew it had Andy Samberg in it. I didn't know Adam...
0: How did that get by
1: you? I, I have no idea. I had no idea that this was one yeah. of the films he did.
0: He's a lot like the guy that we're going to be reviewing this uh, week, M Night Shyamalan, in the fact that he makes a whole bunch of movies that make a whole bunch of money that nobody really likes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Though I do. I think mean, this that, will make a lot of money. I think.
1: Oh, there's nothing out in the box office for children to go see right now.
0: And it's and it's in October. You know, getting towards Halloween. Halloween. So. Oh yeah. I tell you who uh, wants to see this. My fiance Tony. Really? Yeah. And she didn't even see the first one. She says they look cute. (laughs)
1: Hey, I'll take that. All right. Um, So if you don't want horror, you don't want action, uh, you have your... uh, Drama? It's not even drama. I I want to say more rom-com, but it's not. This is uh, from director Nancy Myers. This is The Intern. Nancy Myers is probably most famous for the movies uh, Something's Gotta Give, uh, and It's Complicated, which are more like older adults. Right. Uh drama comedies something's got to be complicated yeah there's a little bit of romance i know my parents love something's got to give with they always have like kind of
0: older people in <laughs> yeah. yeah she finds people on the edge of their careers <laughs> yeah Right and before they go into the old folks home,
1: so. and I think we're seeing more of these type of films that they do have an audience. Uh, you saw, when you Danny say
0: we're seeing more of these films? You, you mean? saw
1: Daniel <laughs> Collins with Al Pacino. Okay, that's true. That's true. So I do think that this is Fair starting enough. to develop as a genre. If you can do one of these films cheaply enough, you can expect to make thirty or forty million. And uh, The Intern is starring Robert De Niro as a seventy-year-old widower who discovers that retirement isn't all it's cracked up to be, and he seizes an opportunity to get back in the game, and he becomes a senior intern at an online fashion site uh, founded and run by Anne Hathaway.
0: Wait, Anne Hathaway is in real life? Oh, she's playing a role. She's
1: playing Jules Austin. Okay. But um, it's the Anne Hathaway
0: I read an article where Anne Hathaway said she was getting turned Away from uh, roles because she's getting a little long in the tooth.
1: Really? She doesn't yeah. seem that old. I mean, no. like
0: for a woman, she's mid-30s old.
1: Mid-30s at most. I thought she's still in her early 30s.
0: Ancient Hollywood. Gosh, for a woman. Another one who's ancient is Renee Russo, but she was last at Nightcrawler, and she did a really good job in that.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed her a lot.
0: She's got to be playing De Niro's wife, though. And oh. it's still a May-December romance because she's probably only, what, 48, maybe 50. De Niro's bet, probably seventy three.
1: No, I bet Russo's pushing sixty now. I really? Can see I her don't think being so. The I'm, I'm new love of his life.
0: Oh, okay. And that's the romantic comedy. That's the romance in yeah. the romantic comedy part.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who's going to be Anne Hathaway's guy. That she she'll have to meet someone in the film. I don't is know. Is Josh
0: Gad in this too? Or is this is a guy from um, interns or yeah, 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 yeah. He's in this. Okay. That's not Josh Gad though. Some other guy looks like Josh Gad. My wife seems to kind of
1: like this uh, trailer because they played this trailer when we went and saw Trainwreck.
0: That's what I mean. It's kind of hard to judge where these are all very different movies. Mm -hmm. They're appealing to very different audiences, and I mean, there's only so much money out there. I agree. It is the like pre-award season, pre, you know, sort of like uh, post-studio dump season time so it's hard to tell what what happens with this what do you think wins
1: um box office i think hotel transylvania 2 wins with like 30 million 35 million but i could see intern and sicario being in the upper teens which Hmm. i don't think is bad
0: do you think either one of them will supplant uh the visit
1: oh yeah the visit drops off i bet really huge Generally, horror movies do not stick around. You can't expect to lose at least half of your bots office the visit may twenty five twenty six million mm-hmm. so yeah, I see these really taking a hit plus uh the visit will be in its third week at that point
0: yeah, well, we're a little late to the game we'll talk about it next week
1: or yeah Friday, and we're recording this a little in the f- for the future. We're in the past now,
0: yeah, you might be in the future
1: yeah we're we're talking to future listeners, we are recording this in the past, yeah, too. so. Um, If you make the huge mistake of not going to the theater this weekend, because I do think there's a lot to watch, what could you uh, get off the good old Netflix?
0: All right. So my streaming pick, my net pick this week is a movie by director John McNaughton. Have you ever heard of this guy? He hasn't done a film in 15 years. Then but the no. film that he was, well, he was most known for Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That may be his highest ranked movie, but he also did Mad Dog and Glory, which I think I've mentioned in the show before, and you haven't. You haven't seen it.
1: Okay, the De Niro film. Yeah, yes. De Niro,
0: Bill Murray, and Uma Thurman.
1: Yeah, that everyone yeah. tells me is one of the worst De Niro films of all time. It's not a bad movie. And, well, for De Niro, he did some bad movies. Well,
0: not of all time, because De Niro's done a lot of bad movies recently. But this was back in the '80s, I think. All right. '80s, maybe early '90s. Henry portrait of a serial killer was uh maybe it was his last movie McNaughton's last movie. This is uh marketed as a thriller. The mm-hmm. reason I watched it is because it has Michael Shannon in it, and uh, I mean I didn't realize that this was streaming for free, and I really like Michael Shannon and he puts in a pretty good performance. I'm only recommending it because of the performance of him and the the girl the there's a young girl in it who her name is Natasha Callis. She plays young Mary who encounters a child that's been, that's been ri- bedridden. Mm-hmm. He's got a, some disease that's unexplained, and she befriends him and tries to get him to come outside and play. And the setup is actually a lot better than the movie proves to be for a number of reasons but the performance is pretty strong by her and uh Michael Shannon the young kid Andy Charlie Tahan he looks like a young Michael Shannon hmm. so he's well yeah, I mean well casted it also stars Samantha Morton who a lot of people think is one of the best actresses of our time apparently best young actresses but she's way over the top in this someone needs to p- pull her in and <laughs> restrain her. She's probably the worst part of it. But in a way, she's the best part of it because it's so funny. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Her performance is kind of laughable. Samantha Morton was uh, is com- going to be in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. But you might rem- remember her from, uh, she was Agatha, the precog in Minority Report. Mm-hmm. And she won, I think she won an Academy Award, either a nomination or won the a Supporting Actress Award for In America which came out in 2007, I think. Um, The writer for this, Stephen Lancelotti, he's never written a screenplay before, so it gives me hope, give me personal hope that you can work in the business. He was a pre-production assistant. The only movie that I saw that's interesting to write about was he was a pre-production assistant on Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger 4. (laughs) And then out of the blue, he comes up with a screenplay that a fairly well-respected director picks up and decides to uh, to produce, and you get good actors in it. It could have been a lot better. It winds up collapsing on itself, but it's not a bad movie to watch on Netflix. It's a, it's a better thriller than the one that we saw that we're going to review. Well, on That's not 82. saying much, right. but it, at least it let it makes you consider it and it makes you want to watch it. You want to know what's going to happen next. All right. So
1: solid pick. So the Harvest available on Netflix. Yeah,
0: free. it's my net pick.
1: Nice. Well, if you head over to the Red Bots, you're in luck. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road is finally Ooh. available. We reviewed this back on episode forty six, and I think it's fair to say this is making our short list for the top ten movies, maybe even top five movies for yeah. twenty fifteen.
0: I haven't really gone gone through and looked at my list, but it was a it was the highest rated movie up until that point when we saw it. Yeah, I don't know if anything's supplanted it.
1: It's pretty strong. So. Um, also, if you live near select theaters, you can watch Mad Max in theaters. They're re-releasing 3D. it on IMAX in 3D. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the closest theater by us is about 150 miles away.
0: Well, I couldn't see it anyway. Yeah. Cause...
1: <laughs> but this is uh, the fourth uh, Mad Max film from director George Miller, stars Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron. Uh, this, this is just the continuing adventures of Mad Max is He goes on one long car chase and by long, I mean the entire movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there and uh, back again.
1: Wonderful action film. It is rated R. It's not a hard R. If you know you have a kid and you're not sure if this is the type of movie you should let them watch, you know, for an R, this one's really not that bad. A little bit of language, a little bit of sexuality, but
0: I can't. I have no uh, idea why it's, what it's R. I mean, I, I I have an idea, but I've seen a lot worse PG-13 movies. Yeah, and I guess maybe some of the imagery is a little over the top there's some grotesqueness Mm -hmm. in it which is a function of george miller but i mean i there's a lot worse stuff going on in our hallways (laughs) actually during our show (laughs) you may have heard it.
1: so uh if you don't have red box or you don't want to do the netflix what else could you do all right finally
0: this is only for people that are able to get hbo are able to they have hbo go or uh, hbo now i think is the new streaming um so it's a good streaming pick the reason I've picked it now is we're recording this, as we said, way in the past, because we have a whole lot of obligations, or I have some obligations that I need to take care of. So uh, we're right around September 11th when I was recording this, and I tweeted out recently on our link, the lab Twitter, at the lab podcast, I tweeted out the a little factoid about Steve Buscemi. Apparently he was a New York City Fire Department fireman, mm-hmm. and in the 90s and then he left and went to hollywood to become an actor i think he worked as a fire department in new york city for three years and arguably the worst or the most active uh what is it station yeah is that what they yeah, call it station yeah. so i was thinking about your dad because uh, i know that he's retired from the fire department as well and buscemi interviews these is is basically a documentary where he interviews and asks for stories about what it means to be a fireman in New York mm. in a sort of post 9/11 world.
1: So these aren't stories of the firefighting that occurred during 9/11. These are other stories. There's some
0: of those that work it's, you know, it's way in that Bucemi famously went to um Ground Zero and mm. helped out his old crews, like his old crew like they knew him, they I think it's a fairly close-knit fraternity. Yeah, that you engage in because you're putting your life in the hands of other people. And they talk about that in the show or in the film. They talk about uh, a whole variety of things. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's really engaging. If you remember a few years ago, we used to teach, and when I used to teach Nine Honors, I would teach a movie called Emmanuel's Gift mm-hmm. uh, about a, a guy who, a disabled orphan in some African country who overcomes his disability and poverty and prejudice and becomes a sort of an advocate for the uh, disabled in his country. There are some scenes in that, uh, not necessarily about Emmanuel, but about some other people that are um, moving emotionally. And some of those times, some of those experiences that are relayed in uh, a good job remind me of that. it's the same sort of tone. I had the same sort of emotional response to to some of the stories in that documentary. It's actually really well done. So, if you have HBO, I wish it were streaming on Amazon. It's not. It's not on Netflix. Uh I think that you can buy it on Amazon Prime or maybe rent it for 3.99. I'm not sure about that, but I know it's uh on HBO Go and HBO Now and HBO and so
1: And the title again is
0: It's called A Good Job, Stories of the FDNY.
1: Very nice. And our pits for Netflix are The Harvest. Uh, No pick this week for Amazon Prime. But if you've got Redbox, you're in luck. You can pick up Mad Max Fury Road. If you're going to theaters, you've got four films to choose from this weekend. Sicaria. Uh, The Green Inferno, Hotel Transylvania 2, and The Intern. Of course, if you go and see any movies this weekend, please write into the show. You can email us at thelaughpodcast at gmail.com, tweet us at thelaughpodcast, or send us a message on facebook.com slash thelaughpodcast. Uh, We'd be happy to read your comments on a future show. Uh, Episode 82, what are we doing? The Visit. Ooh, The Visit. We're going to visit visit
0: The Visit. Don't you want my uh, pick? You asked at the beginning of the show which of these movies I'll go see.
1: Okay, which movie are you seeing this weekend?
0: I think I might watch A Good Job Again. Stories of the FDNY. All
1: right, so uh, The L Train is not going to theaters this week. I doubt it. All right.
0: I don't know. There's no, what about you? Sicaria. You'll definitely go see that? Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm going to theaters. All
0: right, then in the future we may have to talk about that show.
1: If not, there are still movies from last weekend that I need to go see. Like that Everest, woo. 3d it's pretty appealing (laughs) all right so um
0: yeah there's so much i need maybe i need to do a uh, triple feature one day
1: oh i like it all right so thank you for joining me once again sir this is uh, mr two frame saying there be dragons
0: box at bonum everybody Start with Sicario Sure So that you can talk about The Green Inferno Because you love it I love it You love the idea of it
1: No I'm actually not that big Into the Cannibal Holocaust Genre Of films
0: One would be surprised
1: Really Really